Service your existing car with us right now. And it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Motability offers from nil advance payment. Visit macklinmotors.com for more info. Let's go! Good evening, Paul Cooney here with Mark Guidi. Wimbledon is underway. Cameron Norrie of Scotland is through, Mark. That's the good news. Andy Murray on later this evening. And I see Raducanu 2-2 in the first set. Djokovic is through. That's the tennis news in football it's confirmed Celtic against Rangers the first derby of the season the old firm derby Glasgow derby whichever it's going to be on the Saturday September the 3rd kickoff scheduled for 12.30 we mentioned this last week Mark it was a possibility because of Celtic in the Champions League so it's a Saturday the first big two this season yeah, it has to be that way, Paul, because it kicks off on the uh, the sixth and seventh, mm. uh, the, the the following midweek. And let's hope Rangers are in the Champions League um, as well. They'll have their qualifiers uh, starting next month. So yeah, that's uh, it's one to look forward to. And you look at the TV selections, uh, Paul. The first six games um, are out there, and you know, as as we've always thought, we've got a good product, we've got a good league, and there's some cracking ties to get the season underway. Hard to believe everyone's now back in training. Mm. You know that in fact the old firm are, are kind of late, really, aren't they? Because of the fact Celtic don't have to qualify for the Champions League and Rangers as well played so deep into the summer, well, spring summertime, getting all the way to the the final. Yeah, I mean for Celtic, Paul, this will be the most pleasurable pre-season that, that they could imagine. I mean, you think this time last year, what Ange Postecoglou was was coming into the work that had to be done. You think of previous Celtic managers, Neil Lennon, Brendan Rodgers. The, the, the pressure, the anxiety of, of trying to get that 25 million, you know, Champions League jackpot. They only managed it twice in seven seasons, you know. So it shows you it's not a difficult task. Rangers tried it last season, couldn't beat 10 men of, of, of Malmo at Ibrook. So it's not an easy thing to do. So for Celtic to have that certainty uh, going forward, a certainty of budget in terms of the players that they can get, they've spent more than six million in Carter Vickers. Three and a half in Bern Bay and possibly Jota to come. So there's the guts of 15 million quid because they've got that certainty. Whereas Rangers, you know, they, they, they could have a list for, for one scenario and a list for another scenario. And that's what I do have, have sympathy for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst because he's a wee bit stuck in the middle. And of course, there's, there's interest in a couple of these players as well. So we need to see what happens with that. There certainly are. We sometimes get breaking news in this hour and we'll bring it to you first here on the Go Radio Football Show. Brand new week here. And tomorrow night, Oz will be on, Craig Moore, along with Rob McLean. Tomorrow I was on with him uh, the other night. We'll give you the full lineup as the week goes on. Raducanu is actually 3-2 down, but she's on serve at the moment. We're not going to give you Wimbledon all the way. It's more about the football, but we love her. How did Friday night go? Because you had the Stillian Petrov, the charity day, the golf day at yeah. uh, Turnbury, followed by uh, the charity dinner and a, a big fundraiser, World Cup final tickets. Yeah, yeah, it was great. You know, Stillian you know, pulled out the bag with, with, uh, with some of these... His prizes for the auction. Um, Jim White came up to, to do the the day for sure. us, which was very good. And um, you know, Stirling had some some great support from from across the board. You know, Alan Hutton, former Rangers 
player, mm-hmm. Aston Villa teammate of, of Sterling. Chris Boyd was there as well, of course. He's Sky Sports um, and colleague, um, and there was you know Matt Butchell, Simon Donnelly, Matt. You know, so it was a good, yeah. it was a good, um, a good turnout for uh, for Sterling's day. Brilliant. And I saw a picture online with, with Jim and Stylian Petrov looks so good. It's a remarkable comeback, isn't it? And we said it on Friday, I love the fact Rangers players, ex-players are there as well as uh, Celtic greats. Yeah, I mean, uh, Paul, to, to be fair, it's good that way and that's sometimes what the public don't see when I think of, of John Hartson's foundation mm-hmm. have been going for for a decade the support that John gets from, from both sets of divide Chris Boyd's charity support that he gets from both sets of divide look there, as we all know there's rivals for 90 yeah. minutes that will never change and that's the way we all want it to be but when they come off the park and when they, they hang up their boots there's, there's, there's nothing but absolute respect for each other particularly for guys like Chris and John and Stan who do such, such great work for the various charities can I throw a few of the stories at you now yes. okay let's check on the transfer um, what's happening what about Juranovic? This story today, they're saying Atletico Madrid are in mm. for him. Mm. Uh, where is this coming from? He's only, what, nine months into a five-year contract. Yeah. Of course, he can attract interest. Should yeah. Celtic fans be worried? I, I, I can't see him going anywhere. But, Paul, you, you never know. I think he I think he is settled. Um, he's got Champions League f- football to look forward to. He's got a World Cup with Croatia mm. uh, in five months' time to look forward to. Um, but sometimes when, when you've got a good client, your agent starts to get busy because mm-hmm. he can see an earner in his client. <laughs> um, yeah. He has had some really good form, so therefore he will be attracting interest from elsewhere. But nothing happens unless Celtic won't accept a bid. Yeah. So I don't think there's been a bid. The expected will be any. Yeah, you never know. You couldn't rule it out because he's a quality player. Will they hit the number that, that Celtic would find acceptable for him? I don't know. But let's not forget, yes, Celtic have that money guaranteed this summer Paul which is a position I've not been in for, for a long long time how much are we calling it is it 35 million yeah I would say yeah. 35 ballpark yep um, so they don't they certainly don't need to sell that said the model is and will remain buy as low as you can and sell for as high as you can so if you're buying for two and selling for 14 or 16 or 18 or whatever it may be then it makes sense all day long but I don't see um, Juranovic agitating to get away Paul I think he's more than settled where he is he looked a happy player right more on Celtic in a moment or two what about Jota and what about Alessandro Bernabé who was in town at the weekend we hear he is about to put pen to paper we'll come back to that what about Rangers the latest stuff they're saying this afternoon is about Morelos and people close to him have been saying to a Spanish sports agency Mm -hmm. that he is open to a move well that's not any surprise about any player really is it if you were moving to um, the, the, the Primera League what do you think? Do you think Morelos could be on his way to Seville? I think he could be on his way. Well, it's Seville or not, mm-hmm. Paul, but I, I think it's kind of reached that stage for Morelos that I think he's been a brilliant buy, a million quid. What I mean, unbelievable um, bargain. Uh, you know, it was Jonathan Johansson that got tipped off about him, who was on the coaching staff at that yeah. time, who then, um, you know, put it forward to Pedro Cachina. And, and the sign of Morelos was the best thing and there wasn't a lot of good things let's be honest about Cachinho but that was the best thing uh, that he brought to Ibrox was um, Alfredo Morelos he scored some important goals on the road in Europe um, as well so if you look at a club like Sevilla whatever the transfer fee is going to be uh, for for Morelos now Paul bearing in mind that he's in the final year of his contract I don't think it's going to go above um, 10 million so let's say it's 7, 8, 8.5 whatever it may be um, plus add-ons then that he's got to be attractive for clubs like Seville that kind of money there's no language um, problem sure, going yeah. there you know, look at his track record in exactly, European in football Europe. so yeah. look, he, he would be appealing to people like that 
um, to clubs like that so yeah I think I can see Morelos moving wrong I know we've been in this movie with him just about every summer for the past four years but there does seem something a bit more real about it um, this time because if we just mentioned there with Celtic there's a business model that Rangers need to start following and it start, you look at um, um, we a year to go they, they didn't mess about Liverpool Manny yeah, go. are you going to sign are you going to sign no sure. right you're away yeah. and they've taken mm-hmm. 35 million quid now they could have kept him mm-hmm. Manny would have stayed but I thought no we're cashing in mm-hmm. that's the way it's got to be so we'll wait and see what happens with Morelos but I think he'll be on his way OK more Rangers in a moment or two we'll ask about Antonio Kolak uh, one thing that has happened today um, the Welsh star Gareth Bale so he's not mm. going to Cardiff he's not coming up here I mean I know some websites were saying was he coming to Ibrox that would he come He's off to LA, yeah, FC, not the mm. Galaxy, the team that the are one. actually the second top, I think, uh, this season. Yep. They've uh, they're on a bit of a streak, and I think he's not going to be their one of their highest paid players because you know it's a different system yeah. there. But it's going to give him game time ahead of the World Cup. Yeah, I mean, obviously his, his agents have pulled one off. Um, they're from getting the chance to go to Los Angeles um, and play. As you say it's not the Galaxy, Paul. It's not the one that Beckham was at yep. or uh, Ibrahimovic. Mm. Um, but LA, you know, certainly doing well um, on the soccer mm. pitch. They're doing very well. Uh, <laughs> so for, for, yep. a, for a year deal for him, perfect. You know, ticks a lot of boxes. Other thing as well, just imagine with some like Gareth Bale. It'll be wee things, wee percentages out in LA playing in that heat, heat. every week. He'll yeah. get used to that for yeah. fucking. So there's a bonus for Wales right away. He'll love it. So because they never talk about the injury, but no. there is something, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, got to be a year yeah. out of there suits him. He's brilliant for Wales. I'm sure the Welsh manager Rob Page will be delighted that Bale's got his future um, sorted. I did kind of think he was going to end up at, at Cardiff. They yeah. could have romance. That might still happen. That might be his Vincent next move. Vincent Tan was on with Jim this morning on Talk Sport and saying, yeah, um, he's going there just now, but don't rule it out. So he could be on his way to Cardiff. And yeah. you could see that completely. He's only, what, 34? Yeah, and he's got plenty. Yeah. He's got plenty in him. You know, plenty he looks of money. At, uh, yeah, <laughs> and, and plenty in the, in the clock. It's just yeah. about his desire, how long he wants to go and uh, play for Paul or if he fancies just... You know, I think that he, say he does have a strong passion for golf, really, really strong passion. So we'll wait and see. Since I last saw you, of course, uh, big goalkeeping news at the big two. Alan McGregor re-signs at Rangers and Celtic have Ben. He's not Benji anymore. He's Ben, ben. Segrist. And you'll remember Marco Viduca became Mark. So it's Ben, OK? We'll ben Segrist. F- we'll find you. It'll be money to Stillian Petro for Chris Boyd's <laughs> charity if we call him Benji. Um so first of all what about Alan McGregor then I've not seen you since that happened what do you think I think it's a good move yeah. he's still there he's very much mm. in the roster but you know the manager doesn't have to say he's not an, 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 an automatic start or is he? For me it would be but then of course you know he'll have that four or five weeks off and then you know, they're starting back um, today so you know he'll be assessed along with John McLaughlin and see who's there to take the calls but I still think that the number one jersey is Alan McGregor's to lose I'm not surprised that he stayed on um, Paul, you know, I think for Rangers, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, it was a no-brainer. I think for Alan McGregor, it was a no-brainer um, as well. So I think it's a good one for both parties. It takes a potential headache away for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. That's one box ticked off. Goalkeeping situation sorted. Let's move on. Um, so no, it's a good one, and I'm not surprised. I was, and I said it in the program many times. I was always yeah. confident that, that Alan you McGregor did. would state Rangers when people thought he was saying cheerio at the cup final. Nah, I never thought and then that was Saudi Arabia came in. Yeah. That would be you know big big money. Yeah. But he's there for another year, probably his last year. But you can never tell. You don't, you, you don't know, Paul. If he has as good a season as he's just had, um, the, the, the thing will be if he does make a mistake, and, and one or two mistakes will happen. It's human nature. Sure. It'd be oh, he's, he's forty-one. He's passed it. That's mm. it. Take me, hang up the gloves. Blah blah blah. But 
like, like, you judge him over a season mm-hmm. and it's about his appetite to, to keep going his body I know he's had one or two injuries over the years but right now it's a right decision it's a good one for him and it's a good one for Rangers What about this man Ben Segrist we spoke with him just a, a few days ago and how determined is he to make a mark at Celtic? I look forward to contributing I look forward to, to, to compete I look forward to play with the best. I look, I look forward to train with the best. Um, I think the club is in, in a, such an exciting time. Um, it, you know, it's really proud for me to be part of this project. And um, you know, the expectancy here is to win. And uh, I want to be part of winning and I want to contribute to winning. Sounds very positive, doesn't mm. it? What do you make of him? You're a former goalkeeper. Yeah. What do you think of Ben Segrist? Well, I've liked Segrist for a couple of years now, uh, Paul. You know, you, you look at the United last season and, and, and the season before, and he was a big part of that. You know, a number of clean sheets, a number of top saves, you know, against Celtic mm-hmm. and against Rangers. You know, he was, he was man of the match many, many times for Dundee United um, under um, Mickey Mellon and then under Tam Courts um, last season. I, I would describe Ben. Seagrest as a proper number two a proper backup to Joe Hart just like I would describe John McLaughlin as a proper backup to, to Alan McGregor and that's important to have that particularly when you get into the Champions League you don't want to mess about um, so Seagrest if Joe Hart ever gets injured make no mistake Joe, Mah- Joe Hart is the number one goalkeeper and rightly so but if anything ever happens to Joe Hart or even if Ange thinks let me just rest him again you've got a proper replacement to go in absolutely no fears whatsoever mm-hmm any level of Ben Segrist handling playing for Celtic and when you're a goalkeeper when you go to Celtic or Rangers the biggest thing Paul because your ability's not in doubt you wouldn't sign for them they wouldn't sign you if you didn't have the ability it's how you handle mentally being a goalkeeper at Celtic you've not got a lot to do your concentration levels need to be tip top Segrist would have been making four or five saves every game for the United if he plays for Celtic he might just make one so it's about having the mentality um, to go and cope and I think that Segrist has got that up against Joe Hart and yet he wants to get his place but he also paid tribute to the former England number one Joe is to need the introduction I mean Joe was uh, was a role model and he's still a role model for me you know I look up to him and such a imposing figure in the goal with loads of experience you know winning titles in England and obviously you know just being around him um, I want to learn as much as possible but I want to compete you know I want to push him he's certainly going to push me all the way uh, look forward to the whole goalkeeping union with, with Scott Bain as well. So, you know, you know they say the GK union, we're a little bit special. So <laughs> I look forward to, to a good relationship with all the goalkeepers and, and, and the coach. You've got to be a bit special to be a goalkeeper, former yeah. keeper, yeah. Mark Whitty. Yeah, yeah. He, he speaks well and, and yeah. Scott Bain is, is very able um, too. You know, Scott Bain was at Dundee and, uh, yeah. you know, uh, Seagrest was at uh, Dundee United. He's got a new contract so, as well, hasn't he? Yeah, 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 he has. So, you know, again, that's all, all sorted for Celtic. It's, it's a... It's one less headache for Ange Postecoglou. It means he can, you know, he's getting there. You can see the jigsaw coming together. Burn the buy. I think he'll put paper, mm-hmm. plenty of paper in the next 48 hours, if not sooner. That's a left back situation, absolutely yep. sorted. Because he wants two players for yeah. each position. Yeah, so, yep. so you're looking at that. Jota, we probably all thought it would be over the line by now. It's maybe going to take a wee bit longer than expected, if at all. But I'm still confident that Celtic will get uh, get Jota done at some point this week. Ideally, if you're Postecoglou, you want to have everybody in place before you head out to Austria in that pre-season camp. Jota spotted again. He's had some summer, hasn't he? <laughs> Even better than yours, probably. So he's been spotted at a Portuguese music festival, but surely back for training today. Well, you, 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 certainly, <laughs> if it's up to Celtic, you know, um, there's been dialogue with Benfica. I don't think the transfer fee is a problem, Paul. It's maybe just the players' personal terms. Maybe Jota's 
waiting to see what other options his agent can get him or do you know what maybe it's just one of the ones let's just keep everybody dangling and it's all done and they just want to give him the the, the fanfare and give the, the Celtic supporters <clears throat> a right good lift ahead of him saying but I think it will get done It's reported Celtic are also interested in the Japanese defender Ko Itakura of Man City that one comes under the heading I don't know I don't think you know either it's that time of the season this yeah. is when the agents <laughs> make the money isn't it the Aye. big money yeah. but I mean, There's obviously the, the, the link there because of um, you know, Mark Lawwell's yeah. relationship with the, with, the, with the Man City group so mm. you know Celtic have got a good relationship with, with, with Man City so Itakura I think has been linked with the club now for about five or six weeks mm-hmm. so again Paul is it going to happen um, I'm not so sure but it's one you probably wouldn't rule out and, but I, I do think whether it's Itakura or somebody else I do think that um, Celtic need to bring in a central defender They do indeed we'll go back to Rangers in a moment or two Celtic pre-season they're going to Austria they've got Banik Ostrava from the Czech Republic on the 13th of July and then they've got Blackburn Rovers back here on the 16th and Norwich on the 23rd for Rangers they've got Sunderland newly promoted of course to the championship at last then Blackpool on the 16th West Ham United and we all I think hoped that would be the final the Europa League final but it wasn't to be for West Ham so that was the 19th of July and then Tottenham Tottenham are coming to town the 23rd of July <laughs> so <laughs> it's a decent lineup, up Rangers yeah, yeah they've, 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 they've pulled it off um, you know some attractive uh, fixtures there you know obviously um, West Ham's mm. the makings um, of a cracker and, and Spurs as well and Antonio Conte so you know stiff tests there for Rangers but that's you know that'll be deliberate on Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's part he'll want as, as proper a test as possible ahead of the Champions League qualifiers It's the Go Radio Football Show mm. Paul Cooney Mark Guidi and uh, more coming next The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Your local friendly experts for new and used cars Let's go Thanks to Chris for the traffic and travel and producing tonight as well in fact uh the top there, which one have we got this evening? Uh, so I went for the Arsenal away from last year. Ah. It's, I've, I've, got, I've got a nice wee collection starting um, and I thought this one's, it's rather summary. It so, is? Yeah. A belter, <laughs> yeah. Let's hope Kieran Tierney will be back in that very soon. I see that he's been helping Kevin Nisbet. They've both obviously been out with injury and I see they had a connection when they were at Celtic Boys together. Obviously, Kevin Nisbet went on, went down the divisions, came back up to Hibs, but good to see them supporting each yeah. other. They've reconnected uh, when he came back into the Scotland team. Yeah, it's nice to see uh, that kind of thing, Paul, You know, because when you're coming back from a, a long-term injury, it can be a lonely place. Mm. Um, and sometimes just a wee bit of different companies in particular some days when we're going through um, a, a similar <coughs> excuse me a similar injury then it can't do any harm at all but you're absolutely right for Kieran Tierney we missed him we mm. missed him probably more than we thought we would um, that was against part UK of what went wrong wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think we, we probably just underestimated how important and how crucial um, Tierney and Robertson are together um, you know in an attacking sense and then Tierney just giving you that solidity in the left hand side of the back three so yeah with the benefit of hindsight now that was a massive blow not having Kieran Tierney because I think Barry Ferguson yeah. says it often I think Kieran Tierney is Scotland's best player at the moment the best mm-hmm. player in the, in the I know he plays down south sure. but the best player in the country if you know what I mean he's yeah. terrific let's yeah. hope he has a good season he plays with such intensity is that the problem do you think Mark that he ends up with some injuries he gives everything yeah well you're right you know there's no half measures and with him doesn't hold back you know he's got the reputation of the kind of boy that, that trains every day the way he plays mm. so yeah you're right Paul you know whether it's a match day or five days a week um, training he's given his all um, you know and, and, and the kind of play that 
that uh, Mikel Arteta demands at Arsenal as well. It's high intensity, you know, got to be right on your fitness. So, yeah, maybe he has. Other ways you can see he's just been a wee bit um, unlucky. But, you know, as long as he learns and the club, you know, guide him properly in terms of, you know, identifying exactly what went wrong and making sure there's not a repeat of it. Not great for the podcast, but the US Open Women's Champion, she was on set point there to win the first set, but it's back to juice. She's 5-4 up, Amy. Riddicanu. So we'll keep an eye on that. Right, here's some uh, news. Rangers, they're after the Puk striker. Salonica, yeah. We talked about it last week. We're speaking about it again tonight. Is Antonio Kolak on the way to Ibrox? What do you think? 28-year-old striker? Yeah, well, I mean, whether Alfredo Morelos goes or not, mm-hmm. Paul, Rangers need to sign um, a striker. Yeah. You know, Eaton um, is, is a way... You know, Roof's there certainly, but you know, he was unlucky again with, with injury towards the, the end of the season. It looked as though he was going to take over. And even and when Phil he was fit, his boots, he didn't yeah. come on much, did he? No, so yeah. I do think, um, and the situation, you know, Giovanni Van Brockner, so what he covered himself, what he doesn't want to do is Morelos gets sold at the end of July and all of a sudden he's, he's chasing his tail, trying to bring a strike. So they definitely need one regardless of that. They might end up needing two, but they definitely need one. And if it's Kolak as a, as a man who, who fits the bill for them, there's no doubt. They'll have done their homework on him. He'll, he'll, he'll fit the the identical that Rangers are looking for in that number nine um, area. So we'll wait and see. Connor Goldson back at training today. I saw him there online turning up. He said, "Yeah, the usual Scottish weather coming back." <laughs> uh, so Connor Goldson, you know, we talked yeah, about it. I didn't think that would happen. No, Paul. no, I didn't see that. I didn't see that one. So uh, what do you make of the signing? The, or the re-signing of him? Oh, it's good. I mean, yeah, yeah, good it's news. good. Yeah, it, it is. It's, it's really good news. You know, Connor Goldson. You know, one thing about Conor Golson, he knows how to play that position, he knows the club, and he's got a fantastic attendance record, yeah. Paul. You know, and that's so vital uh, in the game. You've got John Souter um, going to come in and join um, the club as well. Of course, he'll have started the day after his, his pre contract. Um, you've got Leon King, uh, the young mm. kid there. You've still got Hollander, uh, Balligan was let go. Um, so there's good options there, but I, I think um, uh, re signing Conor Golson just once again. Uh, takes away that potential headache for mm. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst and his recruitment staff to deal with. Did you feel the fans were a wee bit unfair? I know it's on social media, so you could have a hundred thousand fans pleased to see you stay, and it just takes you know a dozen or so online to kind of rain on the parade because they were a wee bit cruel. Rangers teased it, you know, thank you for the the four years, and here's another four. Yeah. And I suppose somebody well, oh, I thought yeah. you were going. It's maybe that's just the cruelty. Of the game, that's, that's yeah. social media. That's the banter. That's yeah. uh, social media. The, the, the important thing is that that he's signed for the club. He is a a very very good um, central defender. He's an asset to Rangers, and uh, he'll do well for them. So some people have been on saying, what, "What's Rangers' route to the Champions League?" So they're the second highest ranked club in the qualifying stages. Okay, coming in at the third qualifying round for non-champions so they've got that to play home and away and then they could face if they win that one they could face either PSV Eindhoven Sturm Graz or FC Mitterland and if they qualify they could face Marseille sorry so that's who they could face first of all and then it could be Marseille if spots and maybes but they've mm. got two rounds to get so through minimum, minimum minimum two rounds to, yep. to get through Mitterland of course put Celtic out yep. uh, last season Sturm mm. Graz from, from Austria PSV Eindhoven there's a the Dutch connection there. I think um, Jan Venegura Hesslink um, works for um, PSV Eindhoven. Um, so that that would be a t- that would be a tasty one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not so sure it's the one that probably Giovanni would want at that stage. I, th- I think you'd rather have Mitterland um, or Sturm Graz. But um, 
two ties to try and get through and, and the possibility of, of maybe someday um, such as Marseille waiting for you for that final 35 million um, playoff but um, the important thing is that and Rangers will have you know a lot of the same players from last season playing these qualifiers that, that, that missed out um, uh, to Malmo um, you need to learn from that Paul mm. you know and I've got the, some fantastic European results behind them uh, in the past uh, 10 months particularly under Giovanni so they'll learn from that they will need to find out quickly what it takes to get through but as I've said before um, as Rangers found out last summer and Celtic only two out of seven attempts it is not easy it's not easy to get through these Champions League qualifiers there's so much anxiety of all so much pressure so much stress it's massive mm-hmm. absolutely mad you think about it Paul 35 million quid riding a couple of games and Rangers you know, thought they were going to win that didn't they they did a lot to get Scotland yeah. in that position the Scottish clubs and then they, mm. they fell away and Celtic took advantage and won the title I mean this wasn't in the plan for Rangers they weren't sure to get automatic qualification but as the year went on it looked like it and it's happened and they'll feel my goodness we've missed out but Rangers have that they're, they're calm in Europe aren't they, they under Steven Gerrard and GVB uh-huh. they found a way of winning yeah, and you know uh, the the stuff that happened with them getting to the Europa League final in yeah. May, uh, that didn't take six months. That took three years. Mm-hmm. That was that was three years of progress. You know, picking up results. You know, they became particularly good um, on the road. There was obviously a massive turning point by winning in Dortmund four uh, two, yeah. which was incredible, and then surviving those anxious moments when, when Dortmund looked as if actually they might be they might go to turn this around and they mm. didn't you know and that's when Giovanni van Bronckhorst made the tactical change um, that managed to, to, to get them through the tie you know moving Lundstrom back into a, mm. a central uh, defensive uh, position so there's things that they've learned and you think you know that it's so important uh, in Europe you've got to be able to adapt tactically and adapt quickly to certain situations because good European sides and in these qualifiers they'll pull you around they'll mm. test you you know, they'll move different formations, they'll, they'll try different things. So you've got to be able to adapt to that. Um, and that's certainly one thing that Giovanni van Bronckhorst can do. So that's Rangers for Europe. What about Celtic? I mean, it's going to be some season, isn't it? With both of them uh, going for the title in Europe, Celtic in the Champions League. It's massive, straight into the group yeah. stages. I mean, as you said, it's only happened twice in seven years. Even Brendan Rodgers uh, managed to do it, what... Well, yeah, it was the, just two, two out of three because they didn't do it afterwards did they yeah, no, no, no they didn't no, come they back didn't since then no. uh, and, and yet they fought him Ronnie Dyler of two attempts and yeah. didn't do it yeah. so what's going to happen with Celtic Harry Kuehl what do you make that happened mm. last week since I last saw you yeah. what do you make of the Australian he was a terrific player Liverpool, Leeds and for Australia but um, it changes the back room we all cried out last year oh there'll be people coming in who would it be would it be Australians there is one now um, what do you think he's going to bring to Ange Postacoglu well, he loves working with players. He loves improving them. He loves getting out on the on the grass, taking them individually. You know, as a as a player, he got a terrific CV. Craig Moore's said he's the most talented player ever to come mm-hmm. out of uh, Australia. Um, it has meant a rejig of the backroom staff. Steve McManus is now away from the first team backroom staff and um, back down with with, with Dan uh, Odi at, at the reserves. Which I feel a wee bit for Steve McManus because he's a he's a highly regarded coach. I think he made a really positive impact um, last season. But you know it's part of his learning process. He's still a young man um, in coaching um, terms, and it means that I think that looking at it, Harry Kuehl is going in as as Ange Postecoglou's right hand man. Mm-hmm. And there's John Kennedy and and Gavin Strachan who've been there. So freshening up the backroom staff, um, you know, shouldn't do any harm uh, at all. You look at the quality of Celtic's players, middle to front. 
you look at the ages of a lot of them Paul there's improvement to come in many of them and if Harry Keogh can get an extra 5% out of some of those boys then they whew, you know what a difference that's going to make to Celtic here's his ambition as number two to Ange I have strong ambitions uh, but I'm, I'm not going to lie like I said I've come into a huge club I'm going to sit and I'm going to learn I'm going to watch I'm going to study I'm going to see exactly what I can bring to the, the team I'm not going to go straight in there and go this, this and this. That's not me. I, I want to learn because even just speaking there to John, John Kennedy, he's got so much experience that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be just picking his, picking his brains left, right and centre. I need a few words. So a lot of learning to do as he comes in. Uh, what does he think about Ange? He always likes to uh, mix things up. He always likes to bring in, in fresh ideas. And as I said, when I spoke to him, like, I didn't want to be just someone coming up here because of that Australian link. You know, he's... He spoke very positive about he's been monitoring me for a while and, and like I said, I never knew that. So, like I said, when he did speak to me about the ideas of what I can bring to the team, it was, like I said, a no-brainer. A no-brainer to come mm. to Celtic because he's had uh, mixed fortunes in management. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. said Crawley and, and, and Oldham and, and uh, a couple of different clubs. It's not, not, it's currently not going particularly well the past couple of years for him. Um, so yeah I mean if you're Harry Kewell you're sitting down the road and you get the chance to come up and be part of Celtic's backroom staff to go and try and win a league title to, to go and um, get into the Champions League and you know, you're maybe thinking longer term as well you know Ange Postacoglu might kick on to a, a bigger and better league with the greatest respect to Celtic we're talking bigger and better leagues not bigger and better clubs um, then you know if, if you can you know, go on his coattails and be a part of that and the thing we know about Ange Postacoglu Paul, whether it's signing a player or signing a member of staff, he doesn't do something to win. He doesn't do sentiment. So he clearly does feel that Harry Kewell has got something um, to offer. And you look at Harry Kewell's position that he played as a player, and that's something that you know, he'll want to get in the you know get into the into the players about and go and try and improve them. Be quite interesting now that the the big tour back in training Celtic today, Rangers too. I wonder if the managers will bump into each other again in that cafe bistro in the West End. That's a great favourite of yours. And I wonder what the chat will be. It was such a I mean phenomenal year last year. Yeah. Celtic winning the League Cup, the Premier Sports Cup, winning the title. Uh-huh. Rangers winning well, getting to the final of the Europa League. Just losing out, they probably should have won a it. Penalty kick, yeah, I know. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, winning the Scottish Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder what the chat will be between the two. There'll be this huge, intense rivalry, but great respect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've enjoyed. It. I think they've. I think they've elevated mm-hmm. um, things between both clubs. You know, I don't think relationships are great um, between Celtic and Rangers at boardroom level. Um, but looking at them in the technical areas, Paul, I, I thought it was so refreshing. Um, to see I'm not quite sure we've had that since probably going back to the days of um, uh, Tommy Burns and Walter Smith of course um, yeah. you know mm-hmm. even, even Brendan Rodgers and Stephen Gerrard and, mm-hmm. and they, they worked together at Liverpool there was there wasn't any that I couldn't detect a warmth between the two of them mm-hmm. but in the short space of time that Ange Postecoglou and Giovanni Van Bronx have, have, have known each other I just feel that what they display on the touchline a minute before kickoff and then you know for a minute at full time it's genuine it's just two people who respect the difficult jobs that they both have to try and satisfy uh, the board or hierarchy try and satisfy an insatiable support um, who demand victory in every single game so they, they, they get it they're not from here but Van Bronckhorst worked here for three years so he had a better idea of it than, than, uh, than Ange Postecoglou but it's just good to see and uh, it'd be great if, if 
if others could follow the, the, the high examples that they set as human beings. Because we often say, can there be two successful old firm in, 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 in Glasgow? It can't be long term, but it has worked in 2022. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, if you, if you assess what you, you, you just gave out the, the role of honour there for both clubs, and it's probably one of the very few seasons that you'll get either in recent times or in the next five years where both clubs can be kind of happy with a lot. Ultimately, Celtic will be happier because they've won the league and they've got the guaranteed Champions League money. But you look at what Rangers had in the second half of the season and then winning the Scottish Cup, you know, pretty emphatically in the end, you know, they, they, they dominated Hearts at Hamden. Then I think when you when you assess it, both sets of fans and, and both managers and both boardrooms will be happy. It'll be really happy for Rangers if they get through the Champions League qualifiers. That's the next and most important step for them. It would be phenomenal, wouldn't it? I think if there is such a thing as a neutral, you'd have felt sorry for GVB and Rangers if they'd missed out in the Scottish Cup and it could have happened yeah. just days after going out you know at the, just that one penalty kick which um, you know you could argue Aaron Ramsey should have been on earlier to get a feel of the ball no matter how good a player you are mm. uh, to warm up but GVB must have his but if he'd lost that game you do wonder how the fans would have been because they would have said wait a minute we've ended up with nothing we've gone from winning a title 25 points the year before to nada I uh, I think there'd have been a number of Rangers fans would have mm. would have would have turned and, and demanded change had uh, had Rangers not beaten Hearts at Hamden um, on uh, May the twenty first. Um, but he did win it, mm. and he won it comfortably. Won it convincingly. Could have won it by more. You know they missed a couple of sitters, clear cut chances. Um, you know, think about you know some of the deliveries that Calvin Bassey had that afternoon. Craig Gordon had one or two really good saves, and John Souter, you know, defended. <laughs> Heroically he uh, for yeah. Hearts, you know. Yeah. Um, Which is phenomenal, so, given that yeah, he was aye, in his last few minutes oh, I, listen, before my, my, going I've always liked, I've, yeah. sorry, I've always rated uh, John, John Suter, but right up my estimations mm. in terms of his professionalism um, that afternoon. But um, yeah, it was it was vital, absolutely vital for Giovanni Van Brockhorst to win that Scottish Cup and he managed to do it in style. It's mm, an unusual sound you gave us there, Mark. But I think we all knew here in Glasgow in the West what you were saying. I'm just listening out. Can we get the Calvin Harris mute? Is it possible for that to play? Because of uh, Gina, about an hour ago, had someone on who is off to Calvin Harris at Hampton. That's one of the great gigs, That's isn't tonight? it? Uh, not tonight, oh. no, no, uh, next month. Right. Um, okay. But we've got some... Golden tickets to give away, Sobby. Tuned in tomorrow morning, Crofty and Grado at breakfast. You never know, but Gina, play because it's the music we play. Let's go. Oh, I... And uh, you never know. Stay tuned. But maybe not tonight. That's it. No. Uh, Radicano is through. Well, she's not through. She's won the first set. But, uh, yep. Yeah. And, of course, he's in the house. Andy Murray, two times champion there. Uh, Scotland's number one. He is there and he'll be playing. Wouldn't it be brilliant if Andy Murray had uh, a really good yeah. Wimbledon, wouldn't yeah. it, after all the injuries? Ah, yeah. ah, it'd be brilliant. Yeah. But I think I think back, you'll be the same to, to Andy Murray um, 12, 14 years ago when he couldn't get through a five-setter at Wimbledon. No. You know, when yep. you think of the, the injuries he had mm. and, and the frustration yep. that he showed on court to, to the dedication uh, and you know the sacrifices that he made to, to become a double Wimbledon champion and, and double Olympic champion as well. Yeah. Um, and the US Open. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I, I don't know what in the past 30, 40 years, who knows how long, Scotland's greatest ever sports person. Yeah. But by, by a distance, an absolute distance. Greatest ever or in the last 30 or 40 years? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you, you, yeah. obviously, you've got, you've got Ken Buchanan and Sir Jackie yeah. Stewart, you know, mm. we've we'll, 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 we'll got lots. Yeah. Jim Watt. Mm. So it's always hard to, it's never factual, that kind of thing. It's, it's always just a matter of opinion. But for me, certainly in the last few decades, by a distance, Scotland's best. Good luck to Andy yeah. Murray at Wimbledon quick break and then we're back 
The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show. Thanks to Chris for the traffic and travel. Mark Guidi, Paul Cooney. With Macklin Motors, we're on just till six. It's the summer special. Hard to believe we're heading towards mm. July. And you know you are. When everyone's back, all training started. Yeah. Uh, Rangers back today, Celtic back. And I see Man United, the Ten Hag era is underway down at Manchester United. We're going to be with you all the way through the season, Monday to Friday. Thanks for making the switch. Two million people have downloaded since we came on air, Mark. That's fantastic numbers, Paula. Brilliant numbers. Great. So we want more and more. Tell your friends. We're on from five every evening tomorrow night. Rob McLean will be here with Craig Moore. It's amazing, isn't it? Just over a year ago, before Craig came back, Ange Postacoglu, there weren't many Australians. Harry Kuehl as well. Um, Oz was saying Rangers will need to get someone in as well from yeah. Australia. Yeah, yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a few um, been coming in. And yep. they've enhanced the game. Ange mm-hmm. Postacoglu has enhanced Scottish football in terms of, of, of what he's brought to Celtic. And I think what he's brought is a human being as well. I love the way he talks. Um, talks a lot of sense, both in a football uh, in a football. Um, sense and um, just as a person uh, too and um, you know I don't think um, anybody really expected him to have the success that he had you know in terms of how quickly he managed to turn Celtic around even though it was a slow start you know you think you know, it took my while to get going but when he did and it was a January window that sealed it for me yeah. Paul you know the business done early and then Hitati and boys like that you know get in and um, that was you know, the turning won, point yeah, wasn't won, it? winning the game against Rangers at Celtic Park early yeah. in February they never really looked back um, from that so uh, I will but I mean it's a bit to go and we'll, we'll speak about it in more depth near the time and once we see what exactly the Celtic squad looks like but we're interested to see what he does for Champions League football is he um, going to change Paul. the well, way Brendan Rodgers didn't change no. and they get yeah. a couple of hammers you know, a couple of real mm-hmm. sore ones was, it, was yeah. it seven in the new camp and six That's in right. Paris in or Paris, something, something PSG, like that you know? um, Barcelona so um, Man City it, it wasn't as bad it was no, a high scoring game yeah, weren't so, two of them, but, but he, he, yeah. you never know but you it doesn't strike me as a type that mm-hmm. that will change, but sometimes you've just got to. Mm-hmm. You've just got to always just go and defend with your life. And, and if you need to put it into Rosehead, nobody's ever scored for Rosehead. And I know that's not not always the way, sure. particularly now in the modern game. Yeah. And managers will insist to their players that, that they play it out from the back, regardless. Um, but sometimes I just think that there's a time and a place for it. And um, you know, when, in the Champions League, I don't think it's a time and place for it. I hear what you're saying. He's so bright. You would imagine mm. he he knows this, doesn't he? Yeah. I mean, he says we never stop. There's a way of doing that. You'd have to adapt for um, the Champions Partic- League, particularly on the road, Paul. Yeah, you know, certain of course, certain yeah. stadiums. At Celtic Park. I was, yeah, why not? Yeah. You know, go and be on the yeah. front foot. You've got mm. sixty thousand fans behind you. Why not go for it? You know, that's what Celtic strengths are. You know, attacking football, middle to front. Um, but in, in, in certain stadiums, I think you've just you've you've got to, you've got to tickle it and and, and tinker um, with it. You can't leave yourself wide open to go and get a pattern. Some news coming in from abroad, but somebody who learned his football here in the west of Scotland, playing in Lanarkshire, it's um, Jordan Larson. His contract has been terminated uh, in Moscow. So that's according to Fabrizio Romano. So mm. yep, much was expected of him. But uh, the, the contract has been terminated. Yep. I mean, I would imagine, Paul, that's probably more to do with the, the obviously the, with the war and the political situation that um, he's managed to negotiate his way out of there. He is a top player. Mm. Um, you know, if he is available on a free, Paul, there will be a list of length of your arm. Try to say, I mean, he's a twenty-five million pound striker. Would he ever come to Glasgow? Larson signs for Celtic I don't or Rangers? Know. I don't know. Um, I don't know, Paul. But um, you know, if you're a club. 
uh, worth your salt, you should be making inquiries about him, particularly if he's in a free transfer. A Rangers link with uh, thus Dalinga, who was with Rotterdam. It's not going to happen. The 21-year-old goal machine is set for a move to Excelsior Rotterdam. Yeah, to uh, from there to Toulouse for two million pounds they reckon. So from Rotterdam to Toulouse, two million for him. It's that time of year, Mark, so we mm. won't dwell on it for too long. It's ifs, buts and maybes. And some of the things that have happened over the weekend, so um, Aidan McGeady has signed mm. for Hibs. Yeah. Well, he passed the medical. Yep, a lot's one. been said about him. You're happy with that? Ah, 36. He's, he's, he's a good player. Yeah. Look, he'll, he'll go and you know, this will be his final year or two in the game. I think him and his family had moved back up to, to, to Scotland a year or two. Ago. He's worked with Lee Johnson as well, mm. so he knows the new manager. Lee Johnson knows him, that's why he's tried to sign him and, and got him. Um, there's, there's, there's no doubt that Aidan McGeady can be an asset to, to, to Hibs, and I think he'll thrive uh, in the big games going to Highbrook, going to Parkhead, going to Petodgy, going to Tynecastle. Aidan mm. McGeady will love it. Oh, he, he will love it. Oh, yeah. You know. yeah. Um, I'm not going to ask you, we don't know, it's too early to say who's going to win the title, who's going to win it. Is it going to be Celtic again? Is it going to be Rangers? What's your gut instinct though about third position? And here I'm thinking about Aberdeen, I'm thinking about Hearts, what a season they had. They were clearly, yeah. there were three leagues, weren't there? There was the, mm. the, the big two, then there was Hearts, then there was everyone else. Yeah. What about Hibs? What about Aberdeen? What about Dundee United? Oh, Tam Courts away, Jack Ross yeah, in there. That's, that's yeah, that's the, the ones that are going to be into For me, the, the, the one who is going to get my attention very early on out with, because I think Hearts will cement third place as well again, Indeed. is Aberdeen. Right. Aberdeen under under Jim Goodwin. I think that's you know how that unfolds because mm-hmm. Jim's been in for for three months um, now. It didn't go as well as he wanted it to. Uh, in his initial time, Aberdeen, he's made changes to the squad. He's let a couple go. He's brought in a few. So he's starting to put his his own stamp on and it. That's maybe like, good, Mark. That yeah, he, it is. You know, he, that's he, up to him. Yeah, you know, he'll, he'll, yeah. he'll stand a fall. He'll stand a fall by it. But what he does know um, already, there's a you know, and rightly so, they're, they're a demanding set of supporters. Mm-hmm. Aberdeen and Dave Cormack's a demanding boss. Mm-hmm. Uh, just ask Stephen Glass. Sure. So that was his um, plan. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. but to be fair to Dave Cormack, he backed him. I mean, you look at the squad that he he yeah. he backed financially for yeah. for Stephen Glass to bring in. So you couldn't fault Dave Cormack at all for 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 putting his money with his mouth. One of them, Declan um, Gallagher, hasn't has, worked out. Yeah, so. wait, great signing by Stephen club. Robinson. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I like Declan Gallagher. He knows his way around the SPFL um, Premiership. Not a problem. Um, um, for him, so no, he'll be a good signing for Stephen Robinson. But for Aberdeen, yep, very interesting to see how that one goes. Or Jack Ross coming in at Dundee United. Yep. Interesting too, because he had a really good season under Tam Court. And for Hibs as well, um, you know, Ron Gordon, it's not worked out there the past year or so, uh, so. Should never really let Jack Ross go in the first place. That was mistake number one, and they've never recovered from it. And he's admitted that. Yeah, so it's now up to Jack Ross, to uh, sorry, to uh, Lee Johnson, mm-hmm. to, to go and get things going. And already a number of changes there in the squad as well. Let Paul McGinn go. He signed for Motherwell. Yep. Good mm-hmm. signing. For Graham Alexander, uh, brought in a new goalkeeper, Kristen Doidge, possibly going to uh, Dundee United to team mm. up with Jack Ross again. I can, That'd be good I, for him to get yeah, that I can move see, now. I can see the merit. Got a wee bit um, stale there. In that one. And uh, Josh Doig, the, the left back, yes. been linked with uh, clubs in Serie A and clubs down south. Again, so you wonder if they're thinking now's the time to, to cash in on him. So we'll wait and see. Well, Mark, he was rested the first game of the season because we thought he was on, in the departure that's line. Right, Do you remember? Yeah, yeah that's right. You're and right, then, Paul. Yeah. It didn't it happen. Didn't we didn't really see him. What about Jack Ross then? That's one of the things that you know. This time last year, he was at Hibs. You know, he was great at getting into semi-finals and finals. They had that spectacular win, resounding win over Rangers. Mm-hmm. Rangers at that point, you know, top of the table, the defending champions. I know it was the cup game, and then they thumped him. Hibs thumped him, mm-hmm. and then before the cup final, he was let go. Now I know the league form was bad, but it was a season 
of bad league form by quite a lot of the clubs. Yeah. Motherwell as well, and I know Motherwell then ended up yeah. top six and delighted as a Lanarkshire yeah. boy, whatever. But there's a lot of teams that could have been, you know, Aberdeen ended up down the bottom. Uh, Motherwell stayed up mm-hmm. in the top six. Dundee United, top six. But they were all very iffy, weren't yeah. they? Uh, Paul, yeah. every club, and you look at the history books over the last number of years, and it will happen again this season. Every club out with Celtic and Rangers, and to an extent, Hart last season, they will go through a cycle of eight, nine, ten games where they might just get five or six points. They might just win one game. That's every club and it'll happen again. And it's about b- being patient now. Sometimes all all managers get judged on is what happens on a Saturday. Um, but it's what's going on behind the scenes as well. Are they moving in the right direction? They've just been a wee bit unlucky. Referee decisions, you know, whatever it may be, missing a couple of sitters. So as long as things are going okay behind the scenes, I think that was the feeling with Sean Maloney that it wasn't happening on a Saturday and it didn't seem to be happening behind the scenes day to day either and that's why they made the decision. Under Jack Ross, it was the wrong one, Paul. Mm. No matter what anybody says, um, yes, the league form wasn't great but they were in a cup final um, and they just knocked out Rangers and they were about to play Celtic. So, um, on so many levels, I thought that was the wrong um, decision and it backfired for them. It's going to be some year, isn't it, with yeah. uh, in the Premiership and also in the Championship. And it's great to see um, Queen's Park coming up. You know, Paddock Thistle hope to get out of it. They fell away at the end of the season. But Queen's Park, that's been summarised and we'll watch that with interest. Owen Coyle. Yeah. I mean, you know, not that many years ago, he was uh, Premier League yeah. manager. Yeah. Um, Only in Bolton. Of course. Uh, in, the, in the Premier League, uh, European football. With Wigan over in the States winning the, the, the league, uh, then mm-hmm. the Super League. As well, so yeah, Oni, Oni's in there with, with Sandy Stewart, his long-term assistant, good mm-hmm. one. Cove Rangers come up, they've lost Paul Hartley to Hartlepool. Jimmy yeah. McIntyre's back in, good for Jimmy, you know, good solid manager, knows his way around. I think it's going to be a great league as well. The mm-hmm. Championship, Paul, you know, a broth in there, Wraith Rovers in there, Patrick Thistle in there, Air United, Dundee, mm-hmm. cracking league, that's, that's going to be an absolute belter. And of course in September... With Scotland and well done to Scotland's women's good win against Ukraine uh, on Friday night and for Scotland for the men's team then it's going to be some September isn't it so we're going to have the start to the season and then we've got the two games with Ukraine and then Republic of Ireland where we've got a bit of making up to do yeah I mean no half I mean that was a, that was a sore one that was a, a shocking performance from Steve Clark's men they recovered to win away and Amina albeit were definitely um, assisted by Amina going down to 10 men at a crucial time um, but yeah Scotland have got some results they probably need to get nine points Paul I don't. I think that's a big ask yeah. to get nine um, but look if it doesn't happen you then move on to the, the qualifiers for Euro um, 2024 but we started at five and we're heading for six with the news that it's going to be Celtic Rangers on Saturday September the 3rd 12.30 what Sky will it? have it we can't wait what is it it's uh... <laughs> We'll think of something exactly. Sizzling September (laughs) starts with Celtic against Rangers. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Paul. Be back tomorrow night with uh, Rob and Oz. Jokal Day is up after the news. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Find your nearest dealership at MacklinMotors.com. Let's go. Service your existing car with us right now, (laughs) and it's worth five hundred pounds off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. 
Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December.